Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. I think we're ready for a little episode of Grand Moth Tarkin, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Hello. I knew you were going to do something stupid because you had this look on your face. <laughs> Jasmine. <laughs> and uh, me, Jake. <laughs> Just trying to keep it together immediately off the rails. <laughs> yeah, so that's this one. Great. I got news for you guys. I'm going so far off the rails this episode. Wow. What a weird one to choose to go off the rails. <laughs> and this is a part tour. Not part, part tour. tour. <laughs> But a part two, or I would call this episode a part tour de force if it was me. Hey, you know what? Emphasis on force because this is a force to be reckoned with, much like Star Wars was in 1977, and that's what we're talking about: is the 1970s. Um, no, I don't. I don't remember how to podcast anymore. Do we do bits? <laughs> no, we've never okay. done a bit. Okay, good. So what we're actually doing? Never. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> the podcast is going great. Everyone's happy. And here we are doing the show. We're rewriting episode nine. Yes. Yes. Trying to. We've yep. done this one time. We've done it once. And now. But as we, again. if you haven't listened to our first episode, I would suggest going back and listening to that. This is going to be a like six month long project where we kind of, and we're doing a lot of work off mic, but we're trying mm -hmm. to pretend that Rise of Skywalker doesn't exist, basically, and mm -hmm. write a script from where The Last Jedi left off and see if we can do something better. Um, I personally like Rise of Skywalker, but I think we could all agree that uh, can you use a little touch-up? Yeah. A little Polish? A, a smidge. Yeah. A smidge. And by mm -hmm. a smidge, I mean we're rewriting the whole thing. <laughs> by a smidge, yeah. I mean we started uh, from scratch. Okay, so I think I want to recap a couple of things. What are we things. keeping? The characters. I yeah, think we're keeping we're the keeping. characters, and that's <laughs> the about the only thing we kept. Yeah. Um, and not even the new characters. All well, you hang on for a little surprise. Um, so one, th I, I think if I'm going to recap a couple big things that we talked about, because, hey, surprise, guys, you're going to get to listen to a little draft of part of a screenplay um mm -hmm. i wanted to uh, uh incorporate the sorts of stuff that we were talking about and i think the big things that we were interested in were um like number one was no super weapon not that was number one but that's that's a big thing uh, yeah we don't want another death star or 500 more death yeah. stars mm -hmm. exploring the nature of the Jedi and the Force. Uh, Last Jedi talked about the Jedi need to end. It ended with a message of not really, but the Jedi do need to change. And so yeah. it felt like we need to follow up on that in some way and mm -hmm. have, uh, in general, have a deeper conversation about the Force. Uh, we were interested from a character standpoint of Rey having to become a mentor, maybe a reluctant mentor, and that her... Uh, apprentice might be Finn, who early on she might sense that he has some force sensitivity, and throughout the movie they 
kind of develop a master-student relationship, uh, as well as maybe a romance. We'll see how it goes. Um, I know we have some Finray stands here, so... We got some stands. We don't have any Finray antis. I don't think we have any of those. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, we also talked about Finn uh, reckoning with his past, embracing it, and, be- and becoming a leader of a Stormtrooper rebellion, and yeah. even having his own squadron of ex-Stormtroopers. We liked that idea. That's that's something from the very first movie that always felt a little weird that he didn't get an opportunity to yeah to capitalize kind of, on that yeah they gave like the slightest nod to it in Rise of Skywalker and that was about mm-hmm. it the other thing that we were interested in was following up on Vader's helmet which obviously is not actually Anakin but when yes. Kylo says show me again grandfather. Uh, so I can finish what you started. It was clearly he was talking to somebody that was manipulating him. But we thought, what if it is Palpatine? And maybe Palpatine is in this movie, but not in physical form. Right. At least not from the very beginning like he is <laughs> in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. So um, I was yeah, also... <laughs> I had a personal thing that I was interested in exploring, which was like an opening flashback with Shmi Skywalker, which we don't have to include. And, but I, I figured we read it just to see. That's been our biggest point of contention so far. Yeah. yeah. Between me and Jake. And Jasmine I don't know where Jasmine lands on this. Zero opinions. I mean, on I'm not sure yet. I'm undecided. Okay. Well, that's what we're going to figure out today. So to, yeah, today we're just going to continue talking about, cause we don't have, I don't think, we ha- we don't have an ending to this movie. We don't even have like I have some thoughts, but n- yeah, nothing concrete at but all. Nothing, yeah, and, and we don't have like the the third the three act structure or anything like that. So, so our end goal at the end of six months is to have this completed, and we will read the script in an episode. But for now, we're still just working through it. Yeah, I would like to talk about kind of what. I was thinking for an endgame that we've talked about a little bit on Discord, which is um, Lucas's original vision for the sequel trilogy was to have, like, to explore the microbial world of the Force and the wills <laughs> and how they relate to the midichlorians and stuff. And that seems like a lot to suddenly introduce. But the nature of, like, the wills is a kind of a cool idea, and we've, we've hinted at them in, like, Rogue One. And mm-hmm. you know that we stand... A Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. We Ooh, do stand boy, those. We do. Particularly 2, which is a lot about uh, how the Force is kind of messed up. Predestination, you know, is the if the Force dictates everything, where does free will come into play? You know, all of this, all these, like, heady questions. Is this cycle of darkness rising and light to meet it good for your average person in the universe? Right. So... I thought, here's my big thing, and you'll see this in the script, but Palpatine disguised as Vader, um, his pitch to Kylo is going to be that you're never really going to be able to create your own legacy because of the Force. You know, Mm -hmm. history is going to repeat itself over and over again. Even though you killed your father, you're still subservient to me and you try to kill the past but that's what all the sith try to do 
they try to kill their master and do something different, and it just ends up starting the whole cycle over again. So what you really need to do, as long as the will of the forest remains intact, everybody's destinies are sealed, and you're not going to be able to do anything. This is what Palpatine says. I don't know if it's true, but this is going to be his pitch. Because I don't think that Kylo really has an ideology that aligns with the First Order. I don't think he really cares about, like, fascism. I think he's just a rage ball who Kylo wants to cares ex- about Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Kylo yes. cares about Kyle. Kylo yes. only cares about Kyle. He only cares yes. about Kyle Katarn. We've always said it for minute one of this podcast. Um, so I think uh, Palpatine's pitch is going to be like, the only way to really win and to do something different that nobody's done before is to destroy the Force, the will of the Force, those who control the flow of of destiny, which sounds like a heady idea, but I think Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like weird Final Fantasy crap. It can be Star Wars. I think think having one movie in the saga... I'm okay with Final Fantasy. But also I might get a little Final Fantasy. (laughs) I, I think it's okay for one film in the saga, even if it is the last one, for the big in-game villain to be something a little more headier and deep than, you know, we need to destroy this giant weapon or we need to beat this, this bad guy. Like, and especially when you're following the last Jedi where everything is so unique and intricate, you you, kind of need to end this, the whole series just yeah. as intricate, I think. I agree. Yeah, if, if, if we're ending the saga, which is what they wanted to do with episode nine, they didn't just want to end the trilogy, they wanted yeah. to end the saga, we need to get down to what the saga is and talk about what needs to end yeah. and how Star Wars needs to be different going forward. And to me, like, I think that the cycle of war is what really stands out. Like, I just watched all the movies in chronological order and it does stand out. Thank you. I've been waiting for a little congrats. <laughs> a little attaboy. Um, it does stand out, you know, the sins of the father passing on their baggage to the next generation. You know, the the young protagonists of the prequel trilogy become the old wise masters of the original trilogy. The young charismatic protagonists of the original trilogy become the old wise old wide masters of the <laughs> sequel trilogy. I mean, Luke didn't get that big, but <laughs> no. okay. Big blue masters, maybe. But, hey. um, hey. but I think that is a theme and I do think this nature of like, what was this all about? Will the wars ever stop? If they don't, doesn't matter. Like that does seem like something that needs to be commented on. Mm-hmm. Especially with like Ray's beginning being like, she lives in the wreckage of these old wars she lives in she literally lives in, in star the past. wars she lives in star yeah. wars she lives in the ruins of the past well, and I, that yeah. seems like a proper way for her journey to go and i i just feel like we needed we need something i think something that would tie the entire saga together is definitively answering what the force is doing by like trying to bring up both good and evil yeah because at the end of at the end of this movie all we've got is a completely one-sided light side universe now there's no dark side anymore so that's that's not balance we spend the entire last jedi 
talking about balance and the force mm-hmm. and all of this only for the next movie to just be like yeah that doesn't really matter we're just gonna be good guys that save the day and i don't know i just it doesn't leave the saga this whole saga where we've from the very beginning been talking about someone who needs to bring balance to the force and then watching the journey as is oh does anakin bring balance i don't maybe does luke bring balance oh no oh wait maybe it was anakin and seeing how that has developed over all these films to finally just end it and be like oh well balance is just the light side winning i guess yeah that doesn't feel good so i have i have a kraya quote that i think Mm -hmm. I want hit me. I want in this. Riley knows it. I want in the movie, <laughs> and I think I want to hear this maybe from Anakin. But I, when I read this, I was like, I think this should be the thesis of, or the resolution anyway, of the ninth film. And the quote is: "You see, the war, the true war, has never been one waged by droids, warships, or soldiers. They are but crude matter, obstacles against which we test ourselves." The true war it, is waged in the hearts of all living things against our own natures, light or dark. That is what shapes and binds this galaxy, not these creations of man. You are the battleground. And I... <laughs> I mean, come on. Come We're not going to write anything better than that, Ooh. so let's just copy-paste that into the screenplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, true but plagiarism. I think that that's the kind of like note that this thing needs to end on. And I think... like. If we hear that kind of thing from Anakin or like a really central character to the mythos, yeah, as a way of like wrapping a little bow on everything, saying saying, "Hey, Ray, this thing, it all kind of depends on you right now." Yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love Kraya. Kraya is great. More like great. 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 <laughs> We nailed it. Um, so I anyway, hope someday I get to marry Kreia. I also character. I hope you do too. I hope Chelsea yeah. is okay with it, but you know <laughs> she understands. Even if she's not, I've, yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that, like, because Ray and Kylo, I think, are destined to meet up in whatever you know this more spiritual battle is going to be. If I kind of was thinking of uh, in Rebels when Maul and Ezra go through that Sith temple and they're both like, it takes two people Working and there's together. a certain, yeah, I think that like, mm-hmm. whatever this, wherever the wills live, it should be something like that where they kind of reluctantly have to work together or something. Um, I think that would be interesting. But I do think there needs to be something for the resistance to do um, mm-hmm. that we can intercut through and to give all of our heroes something. And so my thought and this is a it's a kind of a lazy idea but it was you know i had to put something in there uh was like maybe as a measure of control oh one of the things we liked because this ties into that was kylo being overthrown by his own men because he's unstable yeah. mm-hmm. he doesn't really care that much about the empire he just cares about the dark side and hatred and things like that so make huck scary again we're gonna make huck scary and i also yes. think my idea was that maybe the first order the higher ups are building something behind his back that he doesn't know about uh, and he's too focused with whatever he's doing to yeah to really feel it in the force but i was thinking like instead of it being a super weapon it could be like a surveillance system like all the planets that they take control of 
has this, you know, complex surveillance system where they can watch everybody. They can watch all of the planets to prevent any uprisings from taking place. The second yeah. there's an uprising that starts taking place, bam, they got a Star Destroyer there and they can just wipe out the yeah. rebels. We don't we don't need a we don't need a super weapon because just the first order's presence in all of these places can mm-hmm. be terrifying. Right. You know, you can have a map and you go, well, they took over the Naboo system. Naboo mm. is gone. We can't get in there anymore. You know, I mean, and it's they've just... already blown up seven systems <laughs> right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. They have they have enough to be seven scared systems. of. I think. Um, so yeah, that that felt like something where instead of having one central battle where all the ships are trying to shoot a thing, like we have in every finale of every movie, uh, what if we have to unite? all of these various people unite from the, the galaxy. Seven. We have to oh, re- unite sorry. the seven, first of all, and release the Snyder Cut. <laughs> and we have to um, we have to get the galaxy on board and get people to rise up because, you know, there is no big blow-up switch. We have to literally just overthrow. Everyone has to work together. Everyone has to work together. Mm-hmm. So I love the idea at the end of Rise of Skywalker of, like, all the ships coming, but I like the idea more of the things seem totally lost on Naboo, but then out of the water, the Gungans come and they storm mm. the beaches or in like, you know, the Mon Calamari rise up. Led and by General Binks. General Binks. <laughs> General. Just, just for Let Jasmine's bad general. She would have stood up in the theater and <laughs> Me too. I would have done a dance. <laughs> would have done a little oh, Ahmed boy. Best dance. Um, I did say Oki Day earlier today for some reason. <laughs> Oki Day. You should follow me now, Oki Day. <laughs> Ochi Day. Ochi Day. No Ochi in this movie, Is right? Is that his last name? Putting... Ochi Day. Ochi Day. No Ochi. No Ochi. More like oh, Nochi. Okay, Nochi. So we've decided on Nochi. Um, <laughs> hey, Nochi, Noki Bay from Super Mario Sunshine. That feels like something. Oh, Nochi hey. Bay. We'll, we'll get Does there. Does it feel like something? Stay tuned, guys. Uh... Those all feel like things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you want to read through what we've got and sure. see how we feel about it? I just realized Let's I got to open that up. I got to do that too. Guys, you got to open I it up. Closed everything. All right. So I can be like the narrator or whatever. Um, Are you sure? Because I can sound like this. <laughs> yeah, but we have Darth Vader and Kylo Ren, and that feels like something you could probably do. Although I don't have Roger, Kylo Roger. in his helmet. And that, nice. Kylo, uh, is this? A, this is kind of like Kylo. Ooh, that does sound like a Kylo. Bit. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You will give it to me. <laughs> <That's perfect. laughs> oh boy. Say Poe. Oh wait, I gotta open it back up again. Poe. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You can be that Abednego from The Last Jedi. Good. All right. Good deal. Okay. So in this first scene, Jasmine, do you want to be the young woman who, uh, spoiler, it's going to be Shmi. So we didn't, we haven't read any of this yet, right? No. I mean, I I think you've read read some of it. Yeah. You just sent it to me and I read some of it. Okay. So if my acting is subpar, you won't be too mad. And if I mispronounce every word, it's because I don't read what I write. (laughs) My acting will be perfect. (laughs) I'm going to hold you to it. Uh, okay, so Riley, since I'm reading, you can be the um, transport officer that she talks okay. to. 
I had a Mike from Breaking Bad kind of vibe thinking in my head, like, hey, what's going on? You know, that kind of, like, blasé. Yeah, a little bit like like <laughs> Yeah, that's literally exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I, you, I'm sorry, listeners. I have Riley. a new toy. I have a new toy. <laughs> Apologize to your friends, not our listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, working title, by the way, but hey, you know, we could ask for listeners for title ideas that'd be fun that's true yeah we don't have Aren't a title listeners yet something f- that sounds star warsy i was thinking we could call it death of day oh <laughs> death of the force is a cool idea for a name and i think that should be the tentative title death of the force tentative hard to say it's the working title there you go how about working title productions a production how about company. red Dawn? No, what was the Blue Harvest? That's what it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> episode 9. All right, opening crawl. The legend is reborn. Tales of Luke Skywalker's heroic sacrifice at the Battle of Crate have spread to the furthest star systems, once again sparking hope and stoking flames of rebellion across the galaxy. Seeking to end this rising resistance, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren dives deeper into the secrets of the dark side, searching for any advantage in the war. Meanwhile, General Leia Organa Solo sends her best squadron to the planet Naboo to extract a valuable battalion of First Order defectors. The crawl recedes into the starscape, pan down to reveal the eyes of a young woman sleeping. The eyes flutter open, pupils dilating, then refracting. We see the starry sky again from her view. It blurs and focuses. The young woman is lying on the ground of a small adobe hut. Interior. Wayfarer's quarters. I heard of him. Is that Jabba's dad? <laughs> okay. Adobe the hut? I didn't realize we were uh, doing a little commentary <laughs> during the script reading. <laughs> let's see Are how we doing... Let's see how the, the Hope's thing. Dawn episode goes. <laughs> I have complete control over that one. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> hey, spoilers. We haven't even said that name yet. Hope's Dawn. Um, so... Here's here's my thing. Are okay, we going cool. to talk about this while we're doing it? I, maybe like after the scene is over. Okay. All right. Uh, that seems like it would make more sense, but okay. you know, if you need to interject and make a pun or do an annoying voice that ruins the flow of the scene, you can always do that. I'd love to. No, it's just <laughs> I we're since I'm gonna save all of our like major sound design and stuff. For oh yeah, yeah, yeah the last release so i didn't know if this was just more us going through the script and yeah this is more us it going as we're doing it yeah. yes I, I i think so um so anyway the inside of this hot thing yep. it's dark only dim rays of light breaking through the slats in the window the place looks ransacked and she looks beaten her hand shakily raises to her head a gash the blood is tacky mostly dried on her forearm there's a wound some kind of puncture a look of horrified realization spreads across her face. She staggers to her feet and looks around. Mom? Dad? She frantically searches the confines of her home. We see the look on her face. Confusion. Disbelief. They couldn't have possibly... Outside, she hears thrusters firing. No. She bolts for the door. The young woman sprints out of the house onto the dusty, destitute streets of Tatooine. She runs through an alleyway, knocking two gambling Gamorians out of her way. She cuts through a bustling cantina. A Pantoran mutters something in his native language at her. She ignores them. She knows where she's going and where they've gone. She exits the cantina and sees a ship in the distance rising for takeoff. Not theirs, thank God. Finally, she reaches the shipyard. 
In the shipyard, her eyes dart wildly, trying to find her parents among the thicket of mismatched ships and aliens. Then, boom, a blinding light flares in front of her, and she raises her arm to block her eyes. The thrusters of a junky VCX-100 ship. It begins lifting off. She winces through the light. She knows this ship. Her worst fears come to pass. The young woman runs alongside it in horrified disbelief. No, 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 no! <laughs> she bangs her head- Look! <laughs> I'm going to act a lot better when there's no one watching. Of course, me, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, take two. Uh, <laughs> she bangs her hand on the side until it lifts beyond her reach. Follow the ship as it rises above the rows upon rows of round shanty houses and eventually screams unsteadily off into the atmosphere. Pan down to the young woman looking up at the sky, looking small and alone. Her limbs are trembling, nearly seizing. She can't believe it. They're gone. Her hands fall to her pregnant belly, just slightly rounded. Her eyes become focused, determined. She clenches her fist. Rack focus behind her. A metal light fixture hanging from a hut bends in like it's being crushed by un some unseen force. Cut to... In my mind, by the way, I don't think she knows that she did that. She j she's like frustrated and that just happens to have happened. But hmm. that what happens? That like that she, she crushes something belly. with the force. <laughs> oh, oh my god! <laughs> Glad you're paying attention. That she crushes something with the force. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Cool. Oh, so you're saying that Shmi has the force? That was a thought. Like huh. she doesn't really know she has it, but like she can affect things around it without her really realizing. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. You know what? I'm not giving it to Anakin. He wasn't the first Skywalker with the force. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Hmm. Time's up, Anakin. The young woman stands impatiently at the desk of the Tatooine transport officer, a line of aliens and bedraggled humans behind her. Uh, there rows of passenger ships, worn down freighters, and a medical station. <laughs> I'm glad you're keeping it inside. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to fix any spelling errors. <laughs> okay. okay. I need a ship. The transport officer, on the other hand, is clearly not in a hurry. Ooh, is that right? Any kind, just whatever you got. Emergency transit to the nearest Republic system. <clears throat> Emergency. Well, you know the rules, kid. You want to leave, you got to pay. You want to pay, you got to work. You don't under... There's been a misunderstanding. I don't live here. We were just passing through, staying the night. My, uh... The people I was with, they, they just left. Uh, check, check your data logs. They couldn't have paid. We don't have any credits. Oh, they must have sold something. It finally hits her. She looks back at the medical station where a young Rodian boy is getting something injected into his arm by a nurse droid. She looks back at her own forearm, at the puncture wound. This, this can't... No, you don't understand. I'm not supposed to be here. She winces. The baby's kicking. And yet, here you are. So, you want to leave? She nods. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot this is uh, audio. <laughs> so, what do you got to do? She's not about to put up with his patronizing tone. I get it. I'll work. All right, come on. Where do I start? Need to register you first. Your name? Shmi. He's expecting Shmi. more, but there isn't any. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Shmi what? Shmi is looking up at the stars above to anywhere else. Her hand touches her belly, and she looks at him. She knows it's a him, somehow, and she smiles. She looks back at the officer and says confidently, Skywalker. The officer is confused by her sudden confidence. Is that supposed to mean something? 
It will. Cut to the dark, menacing glare of Kylo Ren fills the frame. We can stop and talk that, about that. Yeah, that's but the I other like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's unpack this. Let's unpack this. <laughs> that's not that does not bode well. <laughs> People don't I usually don't say think... let's unpack this in, with good things. <laughs> no, I don't think this is a bad scene. No, it's just a lot. I think to it. I think it's very confusing to have that opening crawl and then open with this. That's Be- the first thing I thought. Because too. the the crawl always leads you into what is happening right. next? And the crawl ends with saying, what was it? Something about Leia's... Yeah, Leia something. sending spies or something. She's sending spies to Naboo. And then we open on Tatooine. And it feels like it will just be very confusing to people as to why we are on Naboo. Yeah. Or why For we are me, on that's Tatooine. the entire point. Yeah. Is you're supposed to be I like, wait, what people? the heck is happening? Yeah, you're supposed to be confused until she says her name. And then you're like, oh. I, I do like this. I think it would fit better in the movie if it were to be like a vision or something that Kylo has or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, also, I think I also... Oh, I'm sorry, Riley. Go ahead. I cut you off. No, you go ahead because I'm going to say something mean. I, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to be mean. I don't want to hear but it. But go ahead. No, I, was, I, I kind of wrote this with the thought that it would end... Kind of the same way the Rise of Skywalker does, but you know, with the ending mirroring the beginning of the movie. Um, but that's not how our movie is probably going to end, so it doesn't really matter in that way. the The one thing that I don't love about it is the name thing, because I think it's goofy that it happens so many times in uh, Rise of Skywalker that someone's like. What's your name? Ray. What's your real name? Yeah. Those two times that it happens, happens, it's so silly. It is very silly, <laughs> those two times it happens. Because when I meet someone, I don't go like, oh, hey, what's your name? And they go like, Jake. I'm like, come on. Come on. Give me the details. It, that I does know, happen in real life. Liar. It, Please don't lie It feels weird in the movie. And it feels yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. definitely calling attention to the fact that she doesn't have a family again. And Yeah, okay. And I don't know. Here's what I'm saying, though. That's not going to mm-hmm. happen in our movie. But this scene happens. And my my point, we're just reading the first scene. And mm-hmm. we haven't, I haven't run the rest of the movie. But I, the idea is that... When she looks off, we don't. She might be making up the name Skywalker for all we know. Yeah. And the important thing to me was that this name doesn't really matter. The name becomes important because of the legacy attached to it. But I like the idea that the Skywalkers started off as nobodies and mm-hmm. kind of reclaiming that idea. And I think without, like, we don't have to have a scene where somebody asked Ray's last name. But I like the right. idea of as a parallel to Ray's journey as a nobody who has the force also tying that to this one character who's super important that we know nothing about. And I feel like the last movie of the saga, it is appropriate to break tradition and open with a flashback. Um, yeah, it's still just to me, I feel like if we're trying to make, and, and here's the thing, are we, acting like we're releasing this movie. Yes. Because I think that's because I think that's gonna be very confusing to your average movie going audience. Yes, Jasmine, she has her hand. I see raised. a hand in the back. <laughs> um 
So, well, what if then, if you really want this at the beginning of the movie, you really want a flashback, we reorganize the crawl so that maybe the crawl ends talking about uh, Kylo searching, learning dark side stuff, doing mm. all this research, whatever. Yeah. And it opens with that being, we find it out, it's a vision right. he's had or something like that. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I, I like that. I I would be a fan of either moving this scene somewhere else in the movie or just changing the opening crawl so that it's not quite as jarring. Yeah. Because I, I do like yeah. this scene. And we but, don't need it at all, but I just wanted to do my due diligence mm-hmm. and, and diligence and put it in there. Gotta do your due diligence. <laughs> I think Jake really wants this in the movie. I'm horny for Shmi. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> One final note that I have about this scene, and I'm sorry to roast you, this is the most embarrassing thing that you did in this scene. Okay. You you misspelled Rodian. There is no H in Rodian. There is now. And did he? <laughs> he did. And Oh, uh, he did. And I'm Why sorry to call you out in front H. of everybody like this. I think I was thinking of Rhodey from uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Iron Man. Yes. And I thought they were the same thing, so I don't know. Um <laughs> Okay. That's my biggest note is misspelling Rodian. That's a solid it's- note. That's a solid note. I'll <laughs> take it. Take it to heart. I won't change it, but I'll take the note. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, good scene. We're gonna we're gonna figure out either changing a couple things, maybe just to make it seem a little right. And again, we also don't have to have it at all. It might end up really not well, fitting. Depending, we don't on- have to. We, t- to be honest, we don't have to do this whole thing. Hey, we wait a minute. Want. Why are we doing we this? We're not Knowing getting paid. us, we're I probably going to quit after episode four. <laughs> hey, by the way, you guys read any new Jedi Order books lately? <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd have to order some from, from that website. Thriftbooks.com. Okay. Thriftbooks.com. Halfpricethriftbooks.com. That's right. Our two sponsors <laughs> combining them. So anyway, okay. Shmi Skywalker says, it will, it will matter. Blah. Cut to... The dark, menacing glare of Kylo Ren fills the frame. Reflections of flames dance in his eyes, wide to reveal an eerie, disorienting snowstorm. Black, ash-like snow falling against pale white mountains. It's hard to tell where the ground ends and the sky begins. In the middle of that storm, a hooded Kylo Ren trudges forth with dark determination, a mysterious object shrouded by sackcloth tucked under his arm. Ruins of a great wall line the mountains and hills, the remnants of an ancient civilization. Behind the Supreme Leader, the Knights of Ren march, leaving behind a trail of dead cultish acolytes and a village in flames. The Supreme Leader and his knights reach the top of the mountains and see the sprawling horizon of jagged white mountains topped with black snow. In the thick haze of falling ash, an observatory can be seen towering in the distance, tall, imposing, slightly uneven. I'm just going to warn you now, I think I used the phrase tall and imposing later in the script. Just realized that. Um, It's okay. More than one thing can be tall and imposing. (laughs) Not in my opinion. Let's shut it down. Um, (laughs) It's suspended over an endless abyss by four enormous chains that stretch from four cardinal directional mountaintops. That doesn't make any sense. I couldn't think of how to word that. (laughs) Thinking of four mountains, it's suspended by chains. It looks cool in my head. I'll draw it in a picture. There's birds there. There's birds. Think of some birds, too, flying around. So a little later, we see the knights, uh, Kylo and the Knights of Ren approaching the entrance. A 20-foot door looms before them, made of some medieval cast iron and engraved with arcane Sith symbols. The Knights of Ren bow their heads in solemn ritual as Kylo stretches his hand toward the door. Slowly it opens, and Kylo enters. The knights wait behind. Cut to Sith Observatory Interior. 
the, the doors, <laughs> I can't talk, the doors slam behind Ren. Whispers rush through the air. After a moment in complete darkness, light rises from no apparent source, and the voices die out. Ren is in a long hallway, white, shiny floors and marble walls etched with dark patterns. The halls lead to a large round chamber, and in the middle of that chamber, a stone altar awaits. Kylo removes the sackcloth from the mysterious object he's hauled all this way, revealing the charred helmet of Darth Vader. He places it upon the altar, and a voice begins to emanate from a distant netherworld. Do you want to be Kylo, Jasmine? You don't have to, like, do an impression. I guess. I Just because Riley has a, a solid Darth Vader filter that he can do. I don't know what you're talking about. This is my <laughs> voice. Yeah, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, I, okay, I guess. Just mentally prepare yourself. To, I can do it. I don't care. There's a train going with me right now, okay. so maybe you do, I'll do one it. too. <laughs> okay. All right. So Vader speaks first. My boy. Grandfather. You have disappointed me. Kylo is dumbfounded, almost horrified. I have done everything you asked. That is why you fail. It makes no sense. All these years, from the time he was a boy, and this is the response he gets? Kylo seethes with rage. I have finished what you started, redeemed every one of your failures. I killed my master and took his place. I killed Luke Skywalker. Only his body. Because of your childish rage, you have sealed his place in legend. The spawn of Anakin Skywalker lives on in rebel flags in the rising light. Kylo looks embarrassed, dejected. I sense that light in you. You're wrong. Ben Solo is dead. His father is dead. And his mother? More dejection. She is old and weak. Only a child conflates age with weakness. You are weak, boy. The supreme leader of a new empire. Yet you still lack control. Still you are subservient to me. You have traded your father's shadow for mine. I tried to kill the past. Still the irony eludes you. Killing the past is the destiny of every Sith. Each one believes he will be the one to break the cycle only to begin it yet again. The Force is a power, but that power has a will. That which is not in the will of the Force will not come to pass. Finally, Kylo begins to sense a lesson from all this, if an inscrutable one. You're saying the war can never end. So long as the will of the Force remains unchallenged, nothing ever ends. Kylo looks around at the ancient glyphs and engravings lining the chamber. So why bring me here, if it's all preordained, if nothing matters? To show you the end. Kylo's eyes widen. The end of prophecies, the end of chosen ones, the end of balance. I will show you, grandchild, how to make it all matter, and once and for all bring peace and security. You will seal your own legacy by breaking the galaxy free of its true enemy, the Force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I can turn this off. <laughs> that was awesome. I, it's cool hearing that voice filter. All right. 
If only I had a better impression while using that filter. <laughs> no, I, it sounded good. I don't know. What do we think of that? Uh, I like that. I like, I like that. That. I mean, we we know this because we've talked about it, that that's actually Palpatine. Right. But it is yeah. interesting because I, th- I think this is the right way to confuse the audience because they mm-hmm. go, what happened to Anakin? Last yeah. time I saw him, he was a good boy ghost. So why is he now a bad boy ghost? Well, so I think that's got, the right way. Yeah, yeah you got yeah. little hints in the dialogue that it's actually Palpatine. You mm. know, the the my boy and yeah. the spawn of Skywalker. Like, yeah, I tried to write it as if it sounded really like Palpatine, mm-hmm. trying um, to sound like Vader. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not a good impressionist. No, because like Vader doesn't really say a lot, which should be no. the first dead giveaway. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, I like that scene. Yeah. Though. And you know, yeah, I'm good. always good. He, I, I think my biggest problem with this script is that I'm probably going to agree with Palpatine <laughs> that the Force should be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that'll be an interesting challenge as writers to be like, wait, why shouldn't the Force be destroyed again? <laughs> um, that, maybe so that's the be... only thing I'm wondering is like, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a palpy thing to be like, let's destroy the Force because all he wants is power. So I... Here the Force doesn't have power. My, so he doesn't really want to destroy the Force. He wants to okay. destroy the Wills, who are, I think, going to be okay. these guardians of the flow of the Force, like the destiny of the Force. And Palpatine, yeah. what I'm thinking is he's aware, like he planned everything so perfectly. He had the perfect plan, but because of the stupid will of the Force he still lost for a dumb reason. So in his mind, mm-hmm. he can never really rise to power again as long as this need for gotcha. balance exists. So yeah. Palpatine is kind of using Kylo. I think I think where this will probably end up is with like Rey and Kylo inadvertently giving rise to Palpatine again. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think you're right, though. I think um, because the helmet, I thought, was one of the more tantalizing little mysteries in um, Force Awakens. So I, I like yeah. continuing that and making it even weirder. Like, what the heck? What are we doing what here? The heck? What the heck? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. We'll continue. I We don't want to go, okay. go through this whole thing. We don't have to because it's kind of long and at the pace we're going. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll We've see only been recording 42 minutes, technically. Well, all right. I guess it did take us a while to get going. It took us a yeah. while to start. Yeah. This is since I've been recording. Oh, so. okay. Okay. All right, so. Okay. Cut to interior for... Oh, hang on. Let, let's let's figure out who's going to play who. I think... Um, I don't know. who. Which one of you wants to do a British accent? God. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do it. You'll do the which British accent? You're gonna be is that Janna? Yeah, you're gonna be Janna. Spoiler gonna alert. Be Janna. You're gonna be Vi Marathi from Galaxy's Edge. Oh, Galaxy's cool. Edge. Theme park tie-in. Jasmine. <laughs> okay. So, uh, cut to interior. First Order Star Destroyer. A woman in a helmetless stormtrooper outfit, resistance spy Vi Marathi sprints frantically down the stark white Imperial Hall. Alarms blare overhead. Red lights spinning. She reaches a fork in the hallway, unsure of which way to go. The clomping of stormtrooper boots rises behind her. Why did someone leave a fork? I'm sorry. I know we're not supposed God to. Dang it! I know. I'm sorry. Did I ever tell you guys about that time I saw Vibarati hide under a table at Galaxy's Edge? 
yes, you did. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, so Jasmine's going to be Vi, I think. Uh, yes, I'm trying to pant because that's what ah! I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <sighs> so much for the force being with us. She chooses the rightmost hallway. As she sprints, she fiddles with a busted communicator in her hand. It sparks and sputters, but it won't reach a signal. Come on, come on, come on! She turns another corner and swerves into what she thinks is an empty barracks. As soon as she steps in, though, she nearly slams right into a stormtrooper. It raises its gun. And that's going to be you, Riley, but maybe with a little voice distortion. You too, huh? Yeah, it's over. The stormtrooper takes off her helmet, revealing herself to be a fellow resistance member. Well, then we better get the heck out of here. Okay, we well, don't have a distorted voice anymore because your helmet's off. <laughs> well, no, this is just my uh, man-to-woman voice filter. Oh, I don't oh, no. love it. Okay. Well, everyone at home, that's what Jana sounds like now. <laughs> Together, the two run down the hall. In the distance behind them, they hear a stormtrooper yell. Uh, oh, distant stormtrooper. This way! Six months down the drain. Six months of choking down first order mystery meat. Three meals a day, no less. At least we got something. Which doesn't mean a lot if we can't get out of here. They reach the escape pod bay, but they quickly realize they've been locked down. No way to access the terminals. Griff, this always used to work. You're welcome. Jana says you're welcome. Before Vi can ask Jana what she's supposed to thank her for, Jana shoots a patrolling stormtrooper who just emerged from behind them. It falls to the ground. Meanwhile, the pursuing army is clearly getting closer. They can hear their footsteps growing louder. Thank you. Shame we need to avoid all con... Sorry. Turn off that filter. It's terrible. <laughs> I can't, but it's so it's funny. Really it's really confusing. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so funny. Yeah, okay. it's funny. Fine. Shame we had to avoid contact all this time. Felt like we would have gotten along. Yeah, Jana, right? Yep, Vi. Last time I checked. Well, nice knowing you, and then meeting you in that order. Vi eyes something you know, down the hall, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it's okay, say it again. Vi eyes something down the hall. You know, we may not be able to get out of here, but that doesn't mean the message can't. They dash over to a control room in the distance. Vi and Jana try to boot up the computers, but they're all extremely limited in function. They blocked our access. Since when did imps get smart? Where's the fun in that? Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> but I'm tapping fur furiously at okay, the keyboard. Okay, Jana's tapping furiously at the keyboard. I just brought up about ten panels on my computer by slamming my hands on the keyboard. <laughs> uh, okay. It's still outputting a signal. I just can't access any kind of official... A look of realization spreads across her face. Any chance you know blink code? Vi slides confidently over to the keyboard. Well, you're lucky my grandfather served in the Clone Wars and never shut up about it. A blaster bolt comes out of nowhere, nearly hitting Vi in the head. The stormtroopers have reached the door to the control room. Vi blasts the trooper in the control panel. The blast door slams down. Uh... Where am I? Okay. I, sorry, I lost my place. You're, You're welcome again. I'll thank you when you tell me what the blazes I'm supposed to tell them. The longer the message, the longer it's going to take to transmit. The stormtroopers are blasting down the doors. Stray bolts fly in, nearly hitting the computer terminal. Just one word, then. I think I know the one. And do we send it to the captain? Nah. 
Her. We send it straight to her. Screen wipe two. Interior resistance base. The moon of insert cool planet name here. <laughs> General Leia Organa Solo. Oh, hang on. Let's talk about this. Um, I'll talk about a couple of things. So First off, I want to talk about feeling oppressed for not being allowed to use my voice filter. That was excellent. Now It continue. sounded so bad you could barely understand what you were saying. It was very distracting. <laughs> yeah. Needs a little more work. How buddy. dare you make Jana into a joke, first of all? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so the word that they're going to send is going to be whatever the word is of the security system that the First Order is working on. You know, mm. the kind of like all-encompassing mm. security system. That, that was my thought. Okay. And then we also failed to mention that we are trying to stick to using the same lines of dialogue that the uh, writers of Rise of Skywalker had access to. So right. I, I cheated a little bit and added it in the word commander because I know she says that in The Last Jedi. So in the same <laughs> kind of intonation. <laughs> commander. Hey! <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, that uh, when we talk to Leia, we're still going to have to use the lines of dialogue. Okay. Leia Organa <laughs> Solo. And I wait a minute. Is she just Organa in the sequels? She's yeah. There's no solo in the sequels. I don't. Maybe she is after Han dies. I don't know if they ever got married in New Canon. Oh, they might not have. Well, they have race... a kid, but I'm not sure if they ever got married. Well, that just sounds inappropriate. But he doesn't. Okay. She doesn't have to be Organa Solo. It's a little clumsy Pick it up anyway. With Leia. Hey, I will. Um, <laughs> I asked her, and she just said, "Never underestimate a droid." <laughs> Weird. Okay. General Leia Great Organa. Great advice, though. It makes total sense whenever you put it in a movie. <laughs> Leia Organa speaks into her comm as resistance members scurry about in the background. Uh, I'll be Leia. Commander, oh, okay. this mission is everything. Oh, wait. It definitely should be uh, Jasmine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, guys, I got this filter. Do you want to hear it, though? I could be Leia. No. Let's also okay. establish um, there's going to be, we're going to have uh, Poe, Finn, Ray is going to show up. We have Rose. Um, BB-8. <laughs> I'll figure it out. With Riley can definitely be BB-8. Mm -hmm. Yes. I okay. definitely can. Roger, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Jasmine, you can be Leia. What? If we're just using Leia's dialogue, why don't we just copy-paste her dialogue from the movie? <laughs> I'm not doing it for this one. That I'll sounds like too much work. Okay. Okay. Yeah, in the real one, one. Yeah, real one. one we'll okay, do okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Commander, this mission is everything. It cannot fail. Cut to feed streets, Naboo, midday. Poe Dameron is being swarmed by blaster fire. He's pressed up against an ornate stone wall as four elite stormtroopers fire at him from down the alley. BB-8 is beside him, beeping nervously. Poe fires a couple of futile shots and then click, click, criff. He's out of ammo. Poe Dameron touches his, the comm device in his ear. Uh, might be a little late for that. Do me a personal favor. Try to be optimistic. The troopers encroach on Poe. The edge of the wall begins to break away from the carnage. The troopers now have to walk single file as the alleyway narrows. Suddenly, bang! Poe flinches, but then he realizes the blast didn't come from them. He peeks around the corner. A hole smolders in the middle of each trooper's helmet, and they fall to the ground. Somebody took out all three of them with a single headshot. He turns around. It's Finn, perched on the rubble of a fallen statue. Uh, Riley, you should be Finn. Okay, okay. so Poe Dameron to Leia, but smiling at Finn. You know, I'm starting to feel better already. Quick cut to the resistance base. Leia gets a wry smile and walks off screen. Finn hops down from the rubble and Poe pats him on the back. Hope those weren't your guys. Not funny, man. They walk up to the trooper bodies. Poe swaps out his empty blaster for one of theirs and 
Finn points to the hole in one of the troopers' heads. There are wires and circuitry exposed, sparking. Droids? Drones. Controlled remotely. They always told us it was a possibility, but... Must be sick of losing soldiers. Guess they're getting desperate. That's what scares me. They walk swiftly and carefully through the streets, BB-8 rolling behind them. They check around every corner, looking for patrols and walkers. What? Desperate is good, right? We were desperate. Made us fight harder. Made us... Mm, made us scarier. More reckless. Poe gives him a yeah, yeah nod. He gets the point. I was going to mention real quick the drone thing. That's a little bit of a cheat that I was thinking of, like... It does bother me how, like, it's so important that Finn is a trooper and he believes in his ability to turn people around, but then we just always see him shooting stormtroopers kind of recklessly. So I thought that, like, these would operate almost like in a Guardians of the Galaxy 2, how, like, the race of aliens are, like, operating those ships, like, mm, arcade yeah. machines. Like, they would be, like, in a thing, like, uh, a little what, VR headset. VR headset kind of thing. <laughs> so, I was thinking this. <laughs> a little, uh, yeah. Mike Myers dance. Um, yeah. So, that's that was a, because I was thinking, like, in the finale, it would be cool if he caused, like, an entire, like, Star Destroyer to, like, mutiny and all yeah. the people. You yeah, know, that, basically, that was my thought. It, they, they don't have to I worry th- about losing actual men, but they still have the, like, movement and reflexes of a stormtrooper. Well, I was just thinking, would it be would it be cooler to just have them be actual droids and not like st- droids disguised as stormtroopers? I don't know. If, it, was, if it's just like the first order is using a new droid, you know, in place of that. troopers. My thought was just that it would give an opportunity to explain like they're they can shoot stormtroopers, but they don't have to actually be killing the people um but and it seems like i don't know how much time has passed but for to like summon an entire droid army might be too much but i don't know it might be but but also i i think the scene if we're trying to to do to show that finn doesn't want to kill troopers the scene does start with him killing troopers (laughs) yeah you're right and then finding out that they're not troopers oops oh hey (laughs) bonus (laughs) points i I didn't i got saved out of this one (laughs) So I just wonder if maybe we should You're start right, with yeah. them being obviously not troopers. Okay, that might be a or good... Or something like that. No, we could... Or, or maybe he doesn't kill them. Maybe it's a stun shot or something, you know? Yeah, he could just, like... We, there's There could be some way we make it clear that he's not just willy-nilly. Maybe he throws, him. like, a like a sonic grenade thing that, yeah. like, like, bursts electricity and... Yeah. Yep. Um, cool, okay. That sounds good. That's just a, that's just a little note. Little notes, little notes as we go along here. So anyway, uh, they round the corner and stop dead in their tracks. The two rebels now have a view of the city square, fully occupied by the First Order, rounding up civilians in the middle of the town. As desperate as I'm feeling, we ought to be able to fight pretty damn hard. Ray will come through. It's not Ray I'm worried about. Finn gives him a look. He's mad. (laughs) I said pissed in the script. I don't know. (laughs) You really want to do this again? BB-8 gives a uh, hello kind of beep and gestures his head at the footholds on the building next to them. Poe knows what he means. Finn and Poe begin to scale the building using the footholds, while BB-8 just rocks back and forth at the bottom, whistling to himself. The two rebels hoist themselves up to the roof, exhausted. BB-8 looks up and shoots a grappling hook out of his front panel, which lets them scale the building in, like, two seconds. Sorry, lets him scale the building. He beeps mockingly. There's a fun little BB-8 moment. 
from this height, they have full view of the city square. Civilians have been rounded up by a variety of stormtroopers. Men, women, and children of various species are on their knees, hands to their head. The First Order is clearly preparing for some kind of sick ceremony. Finn produces Binox from his pack and gets a better look. His eyes track what was once clearly an immaculate central pathway, but has now been ravaged by war. It leads from the city square to the Senate building. A First Order flag hangs, distantly, hangs defiantly from it. ATSDs methodically patrol the streets, and a Star Destroyer looms low in orbit, ominously in the distance. You should be marching her out any minute now. BB starts scanning those patrol patterns. BB-8 perches himself on the ledge of the building, and the light in his eye turns from red to blue as he scans the plaza. His rear panel opens, a small projector. As he scans, a grid-like hollow map begins to take shape. Let's just hope our turncoats hold up their end. They're believers, man. It's for real. Poe's distracted by something else. Alright, I guess I do want to do this again. You're sure you guys are okay on their own? Finn has had this conversation before and is tired of it. Do you trust me? Do I? Do you trust me? Of course. Then you trust them. Uh, okay, do you, uh, Jasmine... Trust you? Yeah. <laughs> Jasmine, do you want to be this senator, like, Ara T? I don't have a... I just made up a random okay. name. Because I was thinking you could be Ray later. A rat. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, because, like, you could be Ray, but later... Grand Admiral Sloan and Ray have a conversation. I didn't didn't want you to be both people at the same time. Okay. First uh, order, Grand Admiral Ray Sloan. Boy, I wish her name wasn't Ray. Walks confidently in step with R.A.T., the defeated-looking Feed Senator. An assortment of drone troopers march in tow with two elite troopers at R.A.T.'s side, pointing blasters at her as they walk. Straighten your spine, Senator. You chose the right side. This is a glorious day for your people. I didn't choose this. Your supreme leader chose it for us. Our supreme leader, Senator. Yours and mine. Pledging your allegiance to a dying sect of terrorists would have sealed a miserable fate for this system. You were doing what is best for your people. That's what you tell me. That's what you'll tell them. Sloane leans in threateningly and whispers in her ear. And you had bloody well better be convincing. Pan down from the First Order procession beneath the ground all the way to a system of subterranean tunnels... A thin beam of light streams through the crack in the pathway above. A figure steps from the shadow and into the light. Rose Tico. She touches her calm. You want to be Rose, Jasmine? Okay. We know how tall those... Ah, never mind. We know how tall these defectors are? Intercut conversation. (laughs) Sorry, I read that as deflectors at first. I know. (laughs) Okay, that's on me. No, why? It's going to be a tight squeeze. In the tunnels? In the cockpits, have you ever seen these things? Behind Rose, the faint glint of glass can be seen in the distance, but no distinct shape can be seen. If they can fly dupes, they can wrangle those junk dusters. Where are our 218s? Finn tries to hide the fact that he's nervous. These are clearly his guys. My thought was that his name was FN2187, and so maybe the guys are called, like, 218s or 218s or something like that. Um, at the tunnels, a line of resistance members, the 218, sprint hurriedly to Rose. As they run past, she hands them each a thermal detonator from a crate beside her. They're wearing strange helmets, obscured by the dark. They disappear down the tunnel. 218s are hot. Where's our map? Finn gives Poe an I told you so kind of look, and Poe gives another yeah, yeah, kind of nod. BB-8, it's showtime, pal. BB-8 whistles and starts uploading the hollow map. Rose receives it on a wrist device on her end. Got it. Transferring to bombers now. And here comes the gray suit. Sloan's procession finally reaches the center of the city square, where hundreds of civilians look on in fear. Sloan ushers Arati to her side. 
Poe presses his calm. We're not sure who he's talking to. All right, buddy, you're up. In the city square, Grand Admiral Sloane stands menacingly behind Arati. Arati stands up to make to a makeshift podium and begins addressing the people of Theed. Uh, and it, she's straining to fake positivity as she reads from the First Order's script. This is a day of celebration. For today we join legions of star systems who have embraced peace and order to the galaxy. As she gives her speech, our heroes get into position. Finn hops his way across the rooftops to get to a building across from Poe. Poe gets into a sniper position. Rose stands ready uh, at ready. Rose stands ready at beneath a sewage grate with a welding <laughs> torch. Quick montage of the 218 squadron placing bombs on the tunnel ceiling above them. Outside, the speech continues. The people are sullen, beaten. Pan up to the looming Star Destroyer. Um, interior, Star Destroyer Bridge. General Hux looks proudly out the bridge window at the lush city of Feed. A magnifier shows a closer look at the proceedings. Another city now belongs to them. To him. He smiles. For future reference, do you want to be Hux, uh, Riley? I would love to be Hux. I figured she would. <laughs> Anyway, we cut He's back to RT. my normal voice. I, oh, boy. Okay, all right, so Jasmine continues her speech. Yes. Thus, it is with humility and gratitude that I rescind my position in favor of our one true leader, our supreme leader, so we can finally return the galaxy to prosperity by rejecting rebellion, by rejecting disorder, and by rejecting the... Heretical. Heretical, okay. <laughs> and by rejecting the heretical myth of the Jeff. A mechanical whir fills the atmosphere. Heads turn up toward the cloudy sky. Suddenly, in the near distance, a ship bursts forth in the clouds, speeding downward toward the crowd. As troopers ready their weapons. Sloane's eyes narrow with confusion. It's the Millennium Falcon. It swoops low, dangerously low to the ground. Just as it's over the center of the town, a cloaked figure drops from the ship causing dust to swirl up from the rubble. The falcon spikes upward, away from the crowd, and veers away from view. Dramatically, the hooded figure, shrouded by the dust, rises to full height as troopers ready their weapons. A yellow glow cuts through the dust, then after a beat, another, revealing a cocksure Jedi wielding a double-bladed saber. Hello there. I think I think that might be too cute. Nah. <laughs> to do that. What else should she say? I don't know. What up, homies? <laughs> yeah, that's what she should say. What anyway. up, homeboys? <laughs> All right. Okay. Sloan. What are you waiting for? Fire! Bam! A trooper flies back from a shot to the back of uh, the head from Finn's blaster. Bam! Another trooper is knocked to the ground. Poe's point this time. Chaos ensues. Some troopers fire at Finn, some at Poe, some at Ray. She makes a heck of an entrance. Oh, boy. <sighs> it's the exit I'm worried keep about. keep our non explicit tag. Yeah, hell is a real bad word. It's in the Bible. <laughs> In the city square, Ray backs up against R.A.T., placing a hand behind her, letting her know she's protected. The drone troopers step up. Blaster bolts come at her, and time seems to slow. Ray closes her eyes and lets out a calm exhale. In one fluid motion, in two swift turns of her saber, she twirls around R.A.T. and reflects each bolt back at the troopers. Each drone falls to their knees and collapses. Before Sloane can even reach for her sidearm, Ray has a beaming blade at her neck. The other groups of troopers back up nervously, though still pointing their weapons at Ray. In the corner of her eye, Ray notices the circuitry sizzling from the fallen troopers. Or droids! Work in progress. 
Cut two. Interior Star Destroyer Bridge. Hux is furious. His face twitches in rage. Confusion. Not again. Uh, I can be this uh, right-hand man guy. He turns to his right-hand man, Captain Jiriel Stein. What are we waiting for? Deploy Wraith <laughs> Squadron! I hate you. <laughs> oh. Okay. So we cut to Feed Central Square. Uh, Grand Admiral Sloan is talking to Ray. <laughs> Ray Sloan talking to Ray. You can't deflect them all, Jedi. You're surrounded by two dozen men. Drones. Did you say the word drones? Yes, I oh. did. I, it's not coming through at all for me. And four Dang patrol it. walkers coming straight for... Boom, 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 boom. There's an explosion underneath each ATST. Their chicken legs buckle beneath them and they fall to the ground, useless. Sloan's icy demeanor briefly falters, giving way to disbelief. Quick cuts to Finn cheering and BB-8 giving a sassy beep from the building above them. Sloan snaps back to Ray in anger. Good sassy beep. Um, You think you've won, but you haven't thought this through. All you have is that cultish relic of a blade and a couple of friends with blasters. We have a Star Destroyer at the ready with a legion of TIE fighters on their way. Ray pretends to look serious, or pretends to look nervous for a second, and then gets smug. Don't fighters typically require pilots? Cut to feed tunnels. Rose has just finished searing away the ventilation grate. She steps back as the grate falls to the ground, shortly followed by about two dozen stormtroopers. Let's go, go, go! Back in the Star Destroyer bridge, Captain Stein rungs rungs back to Hux sheepishly. There's a a problem, sir. Where's my squadron? (laughs) Some sort of staffing error, sir. A what? Seems that the entire Wraith Squadron was sent for ground duty. Hux's face falls and his voice and suddenly drops. Hux cuts into a Alvin and the Chipmunks themed song <laughs> yes. and dance. <laughs> so cut to the feed tunnels. We hear the sound of cockpit doors hissing shut. Follow Rose as she checks to make sure each defector enters their ship. One of the defectors looks unsure as he settles into his seat. Man, with all due respect, Man. is that? Oh, yeah, that's right. No, go ahead. Please. Go ahead. You lost your privileges with the squeaky voice. (laughs) (laughs) Man, with all due respect, it's just the best we got. Are you the best we got? Because that's the whole reason we're doing this. If you can't fly this, then you can... I'm sorry, ma'am. Understood. Intercut between each of our heroes. Ray. Standing by? Standing by. Standing by. BB-8. Beep, beep, beep. Happily. Beep, beep, beep. All right, gang, hold on to your helmets. Rose closes defector number one's cockpit door, pats it, and speaks into a megaphone-like device. Okay, rebels, straight out the falls, then follow the leader. Let's move. Lights flare on the revving ships. Finally, we get the shape of them and the color, faded yellow. Cut to feed sky. The falcon swoops up to a beautiful waterfall when suddenly, whoosh, splash, one by one, the defectors fly out from the waterfall in Naboo starfighters. Chewie bleats out a battle cry and leads their new pilots toward the Star Destroyer. Cut to interior Star Destroyer bridge. Hux looks out the bridge, glaring at the scene in disbelief. He exhales through his nostrils. What does that sound like with the filter on it? (laughs) And calms himself. He turns to Stein and Stein speaks first. The only logical explanation, sir, is that there is a spy on board, a terrorist sympathizer, leaking our information. Hux whips out his side on him, shoots (laughs) <laughs> he shoots him. He shoots Stein in the head. He collapses lifelessly. I agree. <laughs> the bridge staff look on, <laughs> trying to hide their horror. Hux just gestures at one of them to clean up the mess. Remember when we said Hux is going to be scary? He huffs toward the door, <laughs> heading to his quarters. 
Get every pilot on board to their fighters. And until we understand what has transpired here, do not speak of this to anyone outside this bridge. Um, a massive hologram of Kylo Ren appears before Hux, startling him. Kylo's full figure is invisible, tall, imposing, nearly scraping the ceiling. <laughs> he looks down on Hux. What have you done now? Cut to uh, feed Central Square. We can just cut. Uh, let's let's speed past this. Okay. Uh, okay. The action scene ensues. Um, but eventually, <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to go through it all. In the interest of time, let's go through this uh, force bond between Kylo Ren and Rey. Just they're about to like get in the Falcon and clear out and everything, and then uh, okay. Kylo Ren and Rey. I think I'm Kylo. So. Yes. Unless I'm Kylo. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have his helmet in this so far. I'll find then you be Kylo. <laughs> Listen, if you, if you had the helmet, you know it would be you, buddy. <laughs> All right. You know this means nothing. So why are you here? This isn't a victory. You're just prolonging the inevitable. So come here and end it. Right here, right now. It's not time yet. But the end is coming, Ray. The end of the war. The end of the will of the Force itself. He paces around her. Sounds like an excuse to stray from your... Wait, to stay. <laughs> Sounds like an excuse to stay on your throne. Haunt me from afar. Join me and I'll show you. You're only alive because I let you. You're just worried you embarrass yourself in front of your men again. And I haunt you because I use you. Like I used you to get in your head back on Starkiller. To kill Snoke. I know you, Ray, more than you know yourself. The dark side isn't done with you yet. And neither am I. Her expression briefly darkens, but she suppresses it. The light isn't done with you, either. Kyla's confidence wavers. That's what your mother says, anyway. Kyla Ren seethes and ignites his saber, but Ray has left him behind. She boards the Falcon, and it takes off. Uh, kiss! What? <laughs> I, was, I was making a joke. I said they should kiss. <laughs> and they no, immediately kiss. I like that. As your mother says, more, 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 more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's finish up this little bit here uh, with the scene in the Falcon. So um, everyone scrambles their positions, but Finn stops Ray as she moves toward the cockpit. He places a hand on her shoulder. Him again? We'll talk about it later. Ray hustles to the cockpit. Finn looks conflicted, but moves to the gunner seat. Pan over to Rose, cuffing Sloane uh, to an exposed pipe. Rose has seen this entire exchange and looks conflicted. <laughs> I think uh, we've... Uh, Use the word conflicted a couple times in that sentence. Well, listen, we're all conflicted. You know, this is a time of conflict. In the co at the cockpit, Ray gets ready to slide next to Chewie when she realizes someone's in her seat. Poe Dameron. They exchange an awkward glance. Poe Dameron gesturing to the controls. Oh, did you want it? No, no, no. Because if it's a big deal or something. No, no, it's not a big deal. I just figured if we're going to light speed skip, it'd be best to have someone who understands the compression system. I think I got it. Thanks. So, you've done it before? Plenty of times. Not in the Falcon. You think you have more experience than me? With a convoy ship in, in the Falcon? Yeah, I... You know how old I was when I flew my first speeder? Do you know how old I was? You're, you're unbelievable. That was Chewie. <laughs> giving a, can we not do this now kind of thing. Um, I don't know. We can kind of skip through this because it's basically, I just had the notion that it would basically just be the light speed skip thing from <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the only, the last scene I have here is this little bit between Kylo and his guys. I don't know if you guys are bored and want to stop or if you want to read this. Let's do it. 
<laughs> you have to not do it for this, though. Why? <laughs> because I want to see if it actually works as dialogue. <laughs> it's difficult Bye. to tell when there's the opposite. Everybody of... say goodbye to Baby I don't know. Hugs. Bye, Baby I think hugs. it's pretty accurate. I'll miss you. <laughs> why do you, Jake, why do you hate fun? I don't hate fun. I just, I, I have a hard time hearing what you're literally saying out of your mouth. You hate fun. I hate fun. It's a, it's a confirmed fact. All right. Fine. Let's do it. Listen, you know what? F full permission to do baby hugs. No, no. No, no, Jake. <laughs> okay. Gotta, I do want to hear serious. Jasmine as uh, Director Baron. <laughs> Who, who can be a lady for all I care? I don't know. Doesn't need I don't to know be who that guy. is, but okay. Okay, so just remember, Jasmine, you're a lady. Okay. Doing <laughs> okay. Good just reminder. Sit there and be a girl. <laughs> just, just sit there and be a girl. Okay. So, hard cut to Hux falls to the floor, gasping for breath. He ga he grasps at his throat and coughs. <gasps>, <laughs> okay, you know what? I do want to hear that in the filter. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it on. <laughs> okay. And we hear off screen the sinister voice of Kylo Ren. Anything else? Wide to reveal that Hux is lying at the feet of Kylo Ren's throne. The throne room is a garish blend of black and metal, like his old helmet. Old helmet. I can't talk anymore. Flanking Kylo on each side are the Knights of Ren. A dozen First Order higher-ups stand at attention, single file, trying not to glance down at Hux. Hux stands to his feet. Their liberation will be short-lived, Supreme Leader. We have spies in captivity. The city's new militia cannot withstand a full-scale attack, and any spark of hope ignited will swiftly be snuffed out. I read that wrong. <laughs> the Grand Admiral would sooner die than defect. Any information the rebels seek to extract will die with her. Your instability on the bridge was inexcusable. Any insubordinate is to be brought to me. Hux's yes, eyes betrayed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I, I forgot. Okay. So Kylo Ren senses uh, something in the forest and turns his attention to uh, a guy. <laughs> Sorry, I got a text and I was distracted. There is something on your mind, Director Baron. One of the FO gray suits, Director Baron, looks at the Knights of Ren. He doesn't want to say this in front of them. The men are growing restless, Supreme Leader, while you and your knights search the unknown regions for... He looks at Kylo, then everyone else, hoping someone will finish his sentence, because the truth is nobody knows what the heck they're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of advantage. The officers and the populace want something more. Immediate. Something to rekindle the fear. Meanwhile, our scientists have mocked up several potential... Ren lifts a finger and the director shuts up. Ren descends from his throne and begins to pace between the rows of officers. Need I remind you all of your precious Starkiller base, toiling for decades in those old Jedi ruins to build an oversized blaster, and in an instant it blew up in your faces. Time and again, you and your forefathers have relied on the same methods, the same technological terrors, and as long as the Force remains in balance, this war of attrition will never end. The officer's expressionless masks momentarily crack at that word, your, your forefathers, blew up in your faces. Ren sees himself as separate, as different. 
He reaches the centerpiece of his throne room and places a hand upon it, the mask of Darth Vader. The Emperor found Snoke, and Snoke found me. What found them? He looks to Hux. They've all heard this song and dance before. Hux nearly cringes when he says it. The dark side. That is what is guiding our progress, creating a chain that leads us closer to purity. To become the true empire we've always sought to be. The men are clearly conflicted. This man sees himself as greater than the Emperor, which borders on blasphemy. Now, you are excused. My knights and I have business to attend to. Cut to interior Star Destroyer outside the throne room. The First Order Admirals march down the hall, no longer bothering to conceal their frustration. Who is Kylo Ren to speak of instability? Or to elevate himself above the Emperor. Yet the dark side does guide him. You have seen yourself how he infiltrates minds. How can we be sure he has not discerned our intentions? If he had, we would no longer be standing. A testament to his clouded mind. Skywalker's Rebellion. <laughs> rebellion. <laughs> Skywalker's Rebellion. <laughs> Burns across the galaxy. And Rin chases old ghosts. Without the All-Seer, today's setback would have marked a defeat. And what if the spy sent word to their base? It was only that, General. A word. Sent in blink. A word we have kept off. All official records. Let the rebels tire themselves. They will find nothing. As for anything else the spies may have seen. The officers reach the interrogation rooms where Vi and Janna are strapped to straitjacket-like devices. We will soon find out. Ta-da! There we go. We did it. There we go. We did it. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jake. I had to do it for the bit. It was, it was a good bit. It was very good, especially when you coughed. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, I am not as good of an actor as Donald Gleason, so what? I would uh, I would not be able to do that justice anyway. So I might as well do a baby voice. True, you know what? But he is kind of a tiny baby. He is kind yeah. of a tiny baby. So what do we think about uh, all of this then? I like it all a lot. Um, the o- I think the only things that I'm still hung up on are the intro with Shmi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but like, other than that, it's just a little thing. I don't know if we can do a hello there in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's a little too meme oh. for Ray to drop down and, and do a... Think of the fan reaction, Riley. The fans popping off when they hear hello there. Yeah, I don't know if I want... Think to, of the fans, Riley. I don't know if is I want Ray really a like hello it. there type of gal, though? She I is don't think now. She's, she's more confident. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, she can just like smile or something. But I just yeah. couldn't not do it. I know. What if she I dropped understand down and it. just went, "Howdy, y'all!" <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, yeah. Woody's Roundup theme starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> she has a completely different accent in this movie. She just sounds southern. You know. <laughs> uh, no, I like it. the The Naboo scene is fun. I like, you know, I like starting with everybody. Yeah, Rose in there. That's good. Everybody <laughs> having a nice, fun action moment. Yeah, I wanted um, to kind of start with like a, not like Mission Impossible, but just like start in the middle of a mission where like everybody's there and just yeah. go all out from the beginning. Because I have a feeling we, that we we're going to have to separate that, everybody. That they're doing where we see actually how they're trying to change the galaxy. It's nice. Yeah, and yeah. I I like uh, the idea of actually seeing because like the part we skipped over is like they they kind of 
convince the town to take up arms and like they get the um civilians to take over like the anti-air cannons that shoot down rebel ships and stuff so that they can defend themselves and i think that's gonna kind of have to be what the resistance does if they're gonna actually reclaim the galaxy right it's it's a continuation of the themes of the last jedi where the spark has been lit um and and instead of waiting for the very end of the movie for everyone to show up and help in a stupid moment uh we can have people helping throughout the whole movie so that by the end it's not just like the 50 you know rebels left and then everyone shows up to help but like they're slowly building their army through the whole movie i like that more yeah i um I also, I added in a little bit of, like, some of the civilians, like, once the stormtroopers are taken down, like, show that they have those rings from The Last Jedi, like, those little rebellion rings. Yeah. Because those are fun. I want one. Those are fun. I don't think, our our script is not perfect, but I think I like it better than The Rise of Skywalker (laughs) already. Good. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That's the only praise I care to hear. (laughs) But... I, uh, it was surprising they didn't have those little rings at Galaxy's Edge. Hmm. That seems like a gimme. That seems Weird. like that seems like a gimme. Who wouldn't want one of those? Yeah, I guess it'd be a little humongous. It'd be hard to. That's true. But they don't care. Just sell them. Yeah, just sell a little crap. Later, plastic. they'll realize that that it's not something you actually want to wear. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that we got a good start. I so, will. So from here, we're probably going to go back to. Seems like the group is going back to regroup with Leia, and then yeah, I wrote like which a I little. I think is going to provide a challenge because then you have to figure out what to do with Leia. So my thought is that um, by we I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I wrote a little bit of them going back to the resistance base, but um, and by the way, because I, I think I had showed you guys like I was interested in the like old um, Scottish moors and like things like that kind of like misty lowlands and with like Mm -hmm. ruins of like old castles and stuff and i I thought it'd be cool if they were uh the resistance base was like in an old monastery and there was almost like a knights of the round table vibe and maybe it was one of the churches of the force that laura santeca was from in the force awakens Yeah, that'd be cool. It wouldn't be something to be explained in the movie, but you, you get the visual yeah. dictionary for that kind of lore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. So, like, once they get back to base, they're going to get the transmission that the spies sent at the beginning. Um, like, they'll come like, we got just one word from Vimerati. It says, and whatever the name of this security thing you is. You figure out what it is. Do you not know what it, it is It says, yet? I called it the all-seer in the script, but that seems a little oh, obvious. Right. Um. It's not as smart as Death Star. <laughs> Death Star has some real subtlety behind it. <laughs> you know, it's hard to, it's hard to write, reach that level. Of because writing. on one hand, it does cause death, but on the other hand, it is like a star, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's got like the power of a star, and it kills me. You know what? More like Death Star Wars. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah. Roger, Roger. <laughs> I, I do think that I also had... Um, Kylo mentioning the end of like the will of the forest and stuff. And I, I think that might cause Ray to delve into some of the Jedi Sacred texts. Jedi texts. The Jedi texts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually don't think that we'll see the gang together for the majority of the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. As long as we see they weren't together, together for a little bit. Rise of Skywalker, really. Yeah. Ray left him over and over and over again. Yeah. But hey, I think we did it. We talked about we did it. the we did script. It. I think we it's have a good idea of where we're going. Yeah. And to those who are like, hey, they're making it up as they go along, this is how writing works, you dumb idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally how it goes. And you also, make it up. we're doing this for fun and for free. Yeah. For fun and for pleasure. Oh, business and pleasure. So sorry. <laughs> I think you got to do the outro with that little <laughs> thing you got going on there. Okay. Well, which little thing? I've got so many options. I like the auto-tune one you just used. Okay. So, I guess we're done. It just sounds... Everything you're doing is like... (laughs) Like classical music song. I I think that's the chord progression that it's using. (laughs) Totally is. (laughs) This has been delicately curated... A long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga. <laughs> what do we say? Brought Taylor to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host. Riley. <laughs> That's me. And Jasmine. That's me. Okay, what does that even mean? My mom just texted me saying she's doing a sketch class on Zoom, which is either sketching or she's doing, like, sketch comedy. (laughs) Well, I I hope that it's sketch comedy. I hope it's sketch comedy. (laughs) I have a feeling it's drawing. I have a feeling, too, because she's always been, like, kind of good at drawing. Yeah. But I mean, if we could always justice, use a guest on the show who could. Who if knows there's how to any do some justice bits. in this world, she's doing sketch comedy. It would make sense, you know, where my where my funny bone came from. That's <laughs> where it came from. Your mother. <laughs> there they are. Get them. I sound just like the droids. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could. <laughs> what does it sound like if you go beep beep beep? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you could be BB-8 in the script. Hello. Roger, Roger. Your mic is fine. It just is R- Riley. Hold on one second. Yeah? Huh? Riley's yeah. really engaged with the podcast. Yeah. I said hold on. <laughs> I didn't hear please, but... Don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I need to break into his house and destroy whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on a second. Let me text my wife back. Can uh, Hux be in a cave? (laughs) Echo. 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 Um, Echo Chi? Can you do a... Echo Chi. Do a snap. Do a snap, Wexley? 
Oh, <laughs> it doesn't. Ah, oh, it kind it of works. does. It works. It works. <laughs> Show me who my parents are. Who my parents are. Who my parents are. That's not what she says. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. 